What's Up Whittier? Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Hey guys, producer Christine here with this week's community corkboard announcements. This week's community corkboard announcements is brought to you by The Collab Inc. Come to The Collab Inc. where you can do co-working, collaboration, and just meet a bunch of cool people. We are located at 6709 Greenleaf Avenue. If you want more information, go to facebook.com slash Inc. or check us out on Instagram at the underscore collab underscore inc. The Community Court Board Announcements is also sponsored by Zen's Tea House. Go to zenstea.com to learn more about what teas we have available at Zen's Tea House. And I am just on the website here and I pulled up Tranquility Blend. So let's see what they have to say about the Tranquility Blend. Our Tranquility Blend is a spiced and earthy composition of kava kava and Indonesian cinnamon. Kava kava root has been traditionally used as a natural sedative for those plagued by moderate to severe difficulty with sleep. Legally, there are restrictions to how this powerful blend can be described and recommended for. Traditionally, it has been recognized to help people battle with anxiety and insomnia. But this blend is not the only herbal infusion that should or can be used for anxiety or insomnia. Please read this wonderful document that they have linked up to their website. It's called Plant Adaptogens. Uh, it's a cool article. Looks like it was published in 1984 by Phytomedicine. So also just be sure to take care to use if you have a diabetic condition, high blood pressure, or kidney problems, and do not use this product if you're pregnant. So once more, thank you so much to Zen's Tea House. You can go to zenstea.com to learn more about them. So now this week, I already did an episode, so you can go back and listen to Eileen Rodriguez, and we have a lot of exciting events for this week in Uptown and in Olive Woodier. But I did want to highlight some Halloween-specific events. On Saturday, October 20th, from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m., Uptown Whittier's Zombie Pub Crawl presents Zombie Sock Hop. Hey, cats and kittens, this year we are going back to the 1950s for a good old-fashioned zombie sock hop. All your atomic 1950s dreams will come true at this crawl. We are still putting together the fine details, so stay tuned. Just make sure that you're 21 and over with an ID to attend. Costumes are encouraged, but not required. Definitely a fun night to head out into Uptown so you can see all the zombies, even if you're not participating. On October 27th at 6 a.m., yes, you heard me, 6 a.m., the Whittier Spooktacular 5K is taking place once again. It is a ghoulish 5K that starts at the Community Center and travels up Greenleaf and all through Uptown, the historic area. It's a really great event, and you can register at Whittier5K.com. And our last Halloween-themed event is on Saturday, October 27th at 3 p.m. So after you do your run in the morning, take the kids, go get some breakfast, and then afterwards hang out in Uptown Whittier for their Halloween capers. It's going to be a great event. There will be a costume contest, Uptown trick-or-treating, Halloween photos, face painting, tattoo art, and balloons. And if you missed out on any of those details, I'll have the rest of that in the show notes. Alrighty, townies, it looks like that's all I have for you this week in the Community Corkboard Announcements. Have something you'd like us to mention in the Community Corkboard Announcements? Well, send us an email to communitycorkboard at whatsupwittier.com. You can also send us a DM or a message on Facebook or Instagram at whatsupwittier. We are also on Twitter at whatsup562. We don't use it a lot, but you know, we're out there. 
But also, more importantly, I just want to mention for this event that we're actually going to talk about in the podcast episode, which I'm sure that you're excited to hear about, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but What's Up Whittier is going to be there also. So if you walk around, try looking out for us, um, I'll be there with uh, Remo and Jesse. So I hope to see you guys there, and enjoy your weekend, listen to the podcast, subscribe, and yeah, okay, I'll see you out there. Take it away, Jesse and Remo. What's up, Whittier? Whittier, 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 and Whittier. Jesse, stop reading and pay attention to that. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm worried you're reading something. So Actually, what? I'm reading something that's going to be cool. I mean, we're going to talk about this today, but um, um, I guess before we get out there uh, or start, really, um, are we on Instagram right mm-hmm. now? So we're going to say hi to everybody on Instagram. If you're watching, you already know who we're going to interview. Um, but if you're not watching, tough luck. You have to download and listen. So, and actually, by the way, everybody on Instagram, if uh, if you're out there, here we go at the commercial again. I know. <laughs> go ahead. And it's brought to you by um, Remo the Realtor. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions, uh, go ahead and type them out, and we'll make sure we answer those questions. Uh, as I we're thought you were going to talk about the subscribe button. Actually, and that's my second part. You should, if you're listening and you're watching, you should subscribe now, because um, now we have we're gonna have a couple podcasts actually gonna be uploaded um, recently or more recent. Oh, and and we're also on Spotify, by the way, for Ooh, you for you cool. uh, older listeners who are with the trends like Remo. Um, we're on Spotify. What Spotify is that? <laughs> Napster. Is I, that knew Napster? I knew it. <laughs> it's a, it's a new form of listening to music, my friend. All right. Anyways, with that said, um, so we have our special guest. Who's our special guest, Remo? Yolanda. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. And and I and Jesse throws it at me because my pronunciation of Spanish words is horrible. I'm yes. I'm Egyptian. And so <laughs> when I say Day of the Dead, I always say Day of the Dead. I can't say how do you say it? Try it. Yeah. Right, actually let's try it. Go. Dia, Dia del Los Muertos. Do, los Muertos. There you go. Yeah, I got to say that a hundred <laughs> times and it'll still be, I'll still go back to Day of the Dead. So welcome. I think you did a good job. Good Thank job, you. Remo. Thank you. So Yolanda, obviously, uh, for those that don't know you, um, you're with Casita del Pueblo here in Uptown Whittier. Yes. Um, I guess tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, I guess tell us a little bit about what Casita del Pueblo is. Well, thank you guys, first of all, for having me. I love what you're doing here at What's Up Whittier. It's very important to have dialogue and let everybody know about the wonderful things that are going on in Whittier. And our business actually started 14 years ago in November. We're going to be celebrating our 14th year anniversary. We're so excited. Yay. So Casita del Pueblo started 14 years ago. And as I was sharing with you guys earlier, um, I was inspired, you know, by my community, by my culture. I was an educator and decided to start a cultural space where my students can feel empowered about who they are, where they come from, and celebrate art and give artists the opportunity to sell their art and diversify, you know, their business by creating products that will be shared in the home, shared in schools and communities. And we've been doing very well with the support of Whittier and all of our neighboring communities. We sell Latino products, T-shirts, great little knickknacks that you have, designer jewelry, and, of course, artwork. And you guys do, like, uh, art show, too. Like, you guys have an art gallery, right? 
Correct. Yeah. We started our business um, with an art gallery in uh, the back of our business. And in the front of the business is the retail space. So we give artists every month to about a month and a half to showcase their artwork, either with a solo show or be part of a group show. The one I attended, which was at that cool, um, it was a theme um, exhibit that you had, which was a... Um, like a Valentine's theme. Yeah, like a all red. Um, yes, the red show. The red show. There you go. It's our annual show in February. It's a great show. You know, in February, everybody thinks of love or yeah. hearts or Valentine's Day. But for us, it was more about the color red and yeah. what you can really identify with. And it was great because not only do you see heart themes or Valentine themes, people were really enticed with the word red. And we really wanted our artists to go out there and think out of the box with the word red. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, that that's a cool thing because you give somebody a topic and it, it's they, anybody can interpret it in different directions or different ways. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and you said that happens every month? or Every month we have new shows. New so shows, okay. um, we have some annual shows that we're known for. So like you mentioned, the Red Show happens in first quarter, which is in February. And um, we invite many artists to participate. We have cut off like about 30 artists that we can fit in our gallery. But uh, many other artists that maybe are not fine artists participated as well with t-shirts or with other cool local designs that they'd like to contribute into the retail space. So we open that up and the whole store gets in the theme of red. Nice. And then in July, um, well, in March, actually following that, we have a woman's uh, celebrating Women's History Month. So we have our Mujeres show. And then always around Mother's Day, you know, we theme it with something different. And then in July, we have our big annual Frida show, who, which continues right. to grow. And that's been growing over the years. And we attract people from all over, even San Diego area and also different parts of the Southern California. And then in October, we have our Dia de los Muertos show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, when throughout all the other months, we have either solo shows or group shows. So we're available to all local Very artists. Cool. Um, that's our preference. We definitely support local. So if you're a local artist that wants to come in and show your art or you just need some guidance, you know, that's what we're here for. We know that a lot of artists, it's very difficult to get out there and get into, like, this big main gallery. And you have to have this extensive resume and you have to have been able to show or to sell so many pieces and when you're a first-time artist you want to be able to go to a space that's comforting and not intimidating or overwhelming and yeah. we pride ourselves in that Casita del Pueblo is open to everyone and we want to give you the opportunity to sell your work but more so it's not about just selling the artwork it's about making that connection with the community and exposing your art. Well I have a question so um, being Egyptian and not Hispanic. Um, You're already Hispanic, my friend. You, I know. I, I live we go by affiliation. Yeah. Do we have to convince you? Or <laughs> I, okay. Well, let me, hear me out. Let's call you Eva. Let's, yes. Yeah. Let, let, hear me out. So can you explain what the the art is? Because it's not – we're not talking about a Mona Lisa. We're not talking about, you know, modern art or mm -hmm. contemporary art. We're talking about real specific. Can you kind of – paint the picture, you know, pun intended, sure. of what that art looks like and maybe what inside your venue also looks like, your uh, store? Well, when you walk in, I think you're going to see a lot of bright colors. You know, I think with Latino culture, we, we like to be very bright and, you know, we shine really wonderfully in our community. And you'll see a lot of color. Um, as I mentioned, the front of the store is a retail space. So we have a lot of retail product. So we'll have T-shirt designs. We'll have folk art as well, too. Um 
like I mentioned to customers that come into the store, you know, we are heavily weighted on Latino art products or Latino themed items with the t-shirt designs and the great sayings. We sell a lot of conchas. So I'm going to let oh, you know. I know where that is. Okay, you know that. <laughs> See? You have, well, come on. That, you is know. Is that bread? Is that the... It, it is. It is. It's a Mexican sweet bread. Yes, the pan dulce. <laughs> so you'd love to come on in. We, we kind of fake people out sometimes, and they get a little bit happy and upset with us at the same time because we have these large concha pillows that we sell and concha accessories like keychains and little coin purses and even backpacks now. So people get really excited about that. And so these are fun little items that we have in our retail space. And in our gallery, even though, you know, you might think that Latino art is just one theme, like Dia de los Muertos or Frida, and yes, we have those items in our little area as well, too, in our retail space, but we do have photography shows where we open it up to all artists, and you don't have to be Latino to actually show your art at Casita del Pueblo. I think that's a misconception that sometimes people, they come in and they say, well, I am an artist, but I'm not Latino. You know, can I show my art here? Of course, absolutely. And we're all about inclusion. We're all about making sure that the art is accessible to the community. So we will have shows, and we've had them in the past, where we'll have a photography show or ceramic show or an urban street art show. And we've invited different artists to come and showcase during that time. Wow. So, so going back to the the original, or you had said you're an educator. Was there a specific? Were you teaching art, or or what subject oh were you? Oh my gosh, I wish I could. I mean, so many people say, "Where's your art, Yolanda?" You know, yeah. you must have some great art in here. And I let them know, you know, my children, my all my five children are better artists than I am. <laughs> I can't. I don't even think I could draw a proper little stick figure. Yeah. <laughs> my son, my four and a half year old, tells me all the time, "I never draw him correctly. He's my <laughs> biggest critic." But I, I definitely would have loved to be an art teacher. But I actually was a multiple subject teacher. I was a okay. fifth grade teacher at Lydia Jackson Elementary School down the street. Nice. I taught there for about four years before um, I decided to take a long maternity leave. I was actually pregnant at the time and just had had my first child. Excuse me. Let me correct myself. Oh, my gosh. My first child is going to be so upset with me. My second <laughs> child. Or my, my, child or my, right? Yes, my second child. I have five, so sometimes it's okay. I can yeah. forget one or two of them. That's right. Um, but my second child, Maya, was born, and I decided to take a long maternity leave, and I wanted to do something creative. Um, but in the school system and where I was teaching, I was so inspired by my students and um, their journey here in Whittier. I grew up in Whittier myself, too, and I went to school in Whittier City School District. And, you know, there were some great advances that had happened in the community and in the in the cultural frame of education. But there were some things that I felt my students still were having challenges with and feeling accepted and part of this community in Whittier and the larger scope of Whittier and outside of their neighborhood was not something that had change much from my experience in growing up and I wanted to do something to change that and bridge that gap or that feeling of not feeling like you are part of Whittier and um, Latinos have been here for a very long time but I think in some aspect you know um, with different communities and pockets of Whittier they feel marginalized or they feel like they're segregated in certain communities and Coming to Uptown Whittier, which I feel is the heart of Whittier, I felt it was very important to open up a business like Casita del Pueblo to help not only my students and their families, but the larger community of Whittier. Is that where the name comes from? Yes. Well, Casita del Pueblo translates to, you know, the house of the village. The village of the house or that. 
something yeah. like that. Yes. You're getting a, a, yeah. a Spanish class here. <laughs> Pull up my you're translator be, really quick. Give me But it's basically we we are like the heart here, and if you go into Casita del Pueblo, you'll see a massive heart wall, and um, we have beautiful tin hearts and handmade hearts by local artists, and also hearts that come in. Um, they're folk art hearts, and they come in from San Miguel de Allende and different parts of Mexico, and um, they're beautifully hand painted and designed and. Um, Beautiful woodwork as well, too. So hearts are very important, and it's the ultimate theme in our store. Nice. So, so what? Um, so you're you're saying that you don't actually draw or paint or anything like that, but I guess what attracts you to art? Uh, is there something in growing up, or, or I guess what got you into art? Well, I feel like art is um, a universal thread that connects us all. And I felt that art would speak volumes to a lot of people. You know, it gives you that space to express yourself. And as you were mentioning, like with the Red Show and just the word red and the interpretation and how for me it might mean one thing and it might mean love and hearts. And for you, it might mean something different. And with opening up a place, a cultural space that involves art, I felt like we could break down a lot of the tensions or the abilities to feel like we're awkward or we don't belong because art brings us together just kind of like food food brings us together too so i i I couldn't you know i couldn't cook that well at that time (laughs) so i wasn't going to go off and venture off to a restaurant (laughs) so when you think of red as you say that what what comes to mind when you think of the word red I, you know, I think of red as something very beautiful and vibrant, and I do think of love. That is the first thing for me. I'm sorry I'm being all sappy here and girly, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely think that for me it, it translates to that. It also, um, if you want to get more deep into it, you know, I definitely think like blood and sacrifice is yeah. um, something that's very important. Um, my parents raised us to always remember where we've come from and the struggles that our family have had to go to in order to get to where we are today. And I think it's a constant reminder of me, of where I am in my existence today and what I transfer to my children, you know, the sacrifice of my grandparents immigrating into this country and my father immigrating to this country and making a better life for themselves. Um, And that sacrifice is very important. So it's a constant reminder that, you know, we must progress and continue to do well. Jesse, what do you think? Well, as, as, so when you're saying that, uh, when you're saying red, I automatically started thinking, like, what does red mean to me? Because the questions and, come in your direction. No, no, no. Well, this is when first when we were talking because, yeah. You know. Anyways, so for me, right away, it was like anger. It was anger, um, uh, heat, mm-hmm. um, heat and fire. So oh, just, wow. you know, getting after, let's go do it, yeah. you know. Which could be um, very positive. Sometimes things is yeah, negative, but I yeah, can see that as positive, yeah. you know, getting your passion out there. Yeah, and intention on something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I thought of Jaws. <laughs> what? I watched Jaws oh, and the blood. The blood. <laughs> of Jaws. So forget. That was freaky for me growing <laughs> yeah. up. Jaws always scared me. <laughs> yeah, so that I know that was weird, but that I, I don't know. I, I saw a Jaws commercial a couple weeks ago, and when you said red, I was like, oh, I remember seeing the Jaws commercial. <laughs> All right, let's carry on. I thought you say hunger, because isn't that what hunger red means? Like. Like boy McDonald's and all these. Uh, oh, most yes. marketers are Say, hung, are red and orange hunger. And, and white. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's for most signs. In and out, right? In and out. <laughs> yeah. McDonald's, McDonald's, Wendy's, Jack in the Box. They all have red. Wow. Remo the realtor has red. Yeah, our sign has red for that reason too. <laughs> Here we are at Zen's Tea House. Let me show you what we got. We have organics. We have tea tasting. We have manufacturing. 
But the truth is, it's our naturopathic doctors, our homeopathic doctors, and team of herbal specialists that are really behind the Zen's Tea House movement. If you'd like to learn more about what Zen's Tea House is really about, take a look at the website, www.zenstea.com. Awesome. So um, let's talk about, uh, you know, you mentioned your events and you have one of the, the larger events um, that's coming up. And I'm looking at the flyer and I'm, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce it, but it's the Art and Music Festival that's yes, coming up. Yes, Los Muertos. <laughs> Los Muertos Art and, Art and Music Festival. Yes, correct. So let's, let's talk about that. When is it? And, and, you know, maybe explain to those that have never attended what it all entails. Well, Los Muertos Art and Musical, excuse me, Art and Music Festival was just rebranded last year. We used to call it our Dia de los Muertos Art and Music Festival. So we made it oh, easy for guys God. like you. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to go to that <laughs> thing uh, with the uh, folk? <laughs> yes, with all the skeletons, skeletons and the calacas. Yeah. Well, we tried to make it easy, and we wanted to brand it so that people understand, and we hashtag it Los Muertos Uptown. So when you are here on Sunday, October 14th, which is this Sunday coming up, you can take all these wonderful pictures and explore Uptown Whittier. There will be a lot of fine dining available and bars and great shopping available as well, too, promoting our Uptown Business District. Um, we will have um, some great performances live music. We will also have these great artist vendors that are themed in the Dia de los Muertos theme or that sell Latino art. Um, we also have commercial businesses that will be out here as well, too. Um, we have uh, State Farm, which is great here in Uptown Whittier, and they are going to be actually out here and promoting their business. We also have a wonderful tribute car show and that we have con- – continue to add to the event and it continues to grow. And the Tribute Car Show is very important as part of the connection to Tia de los Muertos because it celebrates the different eras of cars and our past. And with Dia de los Muertos and giving you a little bit of history about what it is, it's, it's a cultural holiday that happens November 2nd. So a lot of people are like, why do you do it in October? Well, there's two reasons. You know, The real reason is that we always like to celebrate mid-October because we start letting people know about the actual holiday. And traditionally, you know, people start getting ready for the holiday as well, too. They start preparing their altars or getting their pictures ready or starting to kind of get in the awareness that it's coming. And Dia de los Muertos is a holiday uh, celebrated November 2nd, sometimes November 1st into November 2nd as well, too, to celebrate and honor those that have passed away, our loved ones that have passed away. So it's not a celebration of death, per se, even though you see the skeleton as the focal kind of um, projection of what Dia de los Muertos is, it's more about celebrating their life and honoring the life of the people that have passed on um, and celebrating their legacy. So what we do here with the tribute car shows, um, car clubs or individual cars come out and do little tribute altars in front of their cars or in the back of their cars of their trunks. We also have an altar area on the green grass area where the green leaf statue is at where nonprofits and individual families, schools, or communities can come out and design their own altars, either focusing on a cause or focusing on their own family and creating that altar. We have wonderful vendors, as I mentioned before, that you'll see a lot of their art designs or a lot of their original art that is out here as well, too. And then we have the wonderful food trucks and food vendors that will be here as well, too, and great performances. We have a great performance by Scarlet and the Fever, who are local Whittier band. 
Scarlett. I actually had an old podcast called Dr. Odyssey and Scarlett Bray. Yeah, I love her. You guys should check her out on SoundCloud. Um, oh, my God. I'm She's so excited. amazing. They'll be playing at 4 o'clock. So uh, you guys where, where is where the main stage? stage will be on the corner of Bright and Philadelphia in the metered parking lot. That's where we have oh, our nice. main stage with all our food trucks and food. Explain <laughs> what the altar is because okay. I'm thinking – um, do you go in and make altars and take them home or do you make them and they stay there all day? Yes. Or? So what people do, it's kind of like, think of like a pop-up, right? Like a okay. pop-up event, uh-huh. you know? So you come and what you do is you create an altar. Right? It's an installation art piece pretty much. Okay. And an altar, the traditional ways of an altar is like you have four tiers and four is very symbolic of like the four, you know, seasons, you know, you have the four directions of the earth, you know, of, mm-hmm. of, of our universe and you have the four elements of the earth so you include all the four into the altar that's the traditional way Mm -hmm. you know i try to tell people because some people are like i really want to do this but i don't have all of that to include i don't have you know the candle or the water the Mm -hmm. the the soil i don't have all of that what can i do i like to let people know you can't stress about it every altar is different every altar is creative you know at my house we have like an altar that happens all year long, but it's not a big four-tier altar. It's just a little shelving area where we have those that have passed away, and we have their pictures up. And most most of the altars are designed with pictures of family members or pictures or mementos of people that have passed away. And it's just a way to translate that tradition and that legend or that story of that past loved one to the younger generation so that we don't forget. Have you guys seen the movie Coco? Yeah. Okay, there no, there is Altar 101 right there. I mean, okay. they talk a little bit about the altar, but the importance of it is the whole theme of the story. So when people are setting up, are they setting up – and this is – excuse my ignorance, but is it like a little – I would say cemetery with headstones people bring and set up that way? Or? Well, not necessarily. You can. I mean, some people get creative and they want to get crafty and, and huh. theme them. Yeah. Um, and that's where the themes come in with the altars. Like you'll have um, – we have an altar installation that's going to happen inside of Casita del Pueblo. And it's a whole Dodger-themed Go Dodgers. I just want to say we're here again. We're going to get it this time. But we have a whole theme that's in the Dodger, and they're celebrating all the legends and all the past um, players that have passed away. So that's one theme. You know, Um, when people come out at the Greengrass area, they'll have a 10 by 10 space, and some bring out tables and shelving, and then they create it. it. The flower, the Sempalsulci, which is also known as the marigold flower, it's that orange, bright, orange and yellow flower. Mm -hmm. That's used a lot in... um, the actual altar. And it's the flower in your main picture, right? Correct. That's the flower there. I will watch Coco before Sunday. I think you'd love it. (laughs) It's an amazing movie, man. Like, obviously I watched it because of my kids, but... Yeah, right. (laughs) But but I can watch it without my kids. That's how good it is. It's It's one uh, of my favorites, too. It's... it's, uh, and you're, if you're emotional like, like I am, it'll... I'll watch it by myself then. Yes. (laughs) Pull a tear there. Well, you watch it together. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great movie. And mentioning Coco, we were very honored last year for the Dia de los Muertos Festival. We actually were sponsored and endorsed by Coco. And Coco Pixar, in light of them promoting and marketing their movie that came out in November, they actually only selected a few Dia de los Muertos um, events to participate in. So we were very honored that they chose Uptown Whittier to come and promote and market the movie and actually allow us to use all of their media and their mm-hmm. logo and everything because, oh. you know, 
you can't mess with Pixar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they were great and very supportive of Uptown Whittier and were giving great pillows and blankets and backpacks to all of our, our friends and families that came out here to celebrate Los Muertos Uptown. And this year, if you look on the flyer, we are actually getting a lot of sponsorship um, from Nickelodeon this year. And the Casa Grandes, if I can plug our local artists, um, one of the writers and creators is Lalo Alcaraz, who is a great supporter of the Whittier area. And he was a consultant, a cultural consultant for the Pixar movie. And he's going to be, they're going to be promoting Las Casas Grandes. And uh, that's going to be coming out a new show on Nickelodeon, which talks about a Hispanic family and Latino families. And they're going to be doing some cool animation here for families and kids here on the Greengrass area as well. Nice. And we have a local um, artist, and her and her family have created wonderful sugar schools for all families and kids to come out and decorate sugar schools. Sugar schools is a very... I love that you look at me. I know what a sugar school is. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I'm just kidding. What is a sugar school? <laughs> so the sugar school is another element of the altar that you put on, and it's in the shape and the mold of an actual skeleton, like a little skeleton head. Uh-huh. And what we do is we decorate them during Dia de los Muertos and put them on our altars. Uh, and the altar is also known as an ofrenda. And so it, that means an offering. So you're offering and sugar or something. Mm -hmm. It's something sweet that you can put on there. We'll go around You're, the altar. Well, you <laughs> need to come and create one. You need to create one so or, it'll be next to the altars. See, Remo's going to be walking around with this cup of coffee and he's just like, look, oh, pastry, perfect. <laughs> no, don't eat the pan de muerto on the altar, please. There is also, you'll, you know, Monarca, our local bakery here uh, on Greenleaf Avenue, is selling the pan de muerto as well. Nice. So, pan de muerto, which is pan for the dead, yeah. you know, is a traditional pan that's made during this season of Dia de los Muertos. So, you'll see that on a lot of the altars as well. So, don't eat the altar. Just go to, yes, to go, the Monarca. Yes. Go okay. to the Monarca, which will be right across the street from the green grass right, area. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, don't start, picking, don't start making – thinking it's a buffet line. In the, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, look at that one. Nice and bright. <laughs> yes. And there, there might be some little tequila shot glasses there as well too. And oh, people put some alcohol sometimes or uh-huh. they'll put a bottle there. Don't start taking that tequila either. Okay? That's for <laughs> to like honor the buffet. loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> Food and drinks. Yeah. So Yolanda, um, I see also on the on the um, on the flyer here that it's uh, it's benefiting the nonprofit Reach. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you're involved with uh, with that nonprofit? Yes, Reach is a wonderful organization that will be celebrating their 50th anniversary. Actually, coming up, um, they are actually celebrating their 50th anniversary in 2019. And they were formerly known as WAPADA, which was Whittier Area Parents Association with, for the Developmentally Handicapped. It's a long word. Yeah, now I know <laughs> why you say Reach. <laughs> now we changed it to Reach about four years ago. We rebranded. Same organization, same mission, same vision to help adults um, with mentally challenged um, disabilities and also with children with communication challenges as well. So REACH actually is an acronym, and it stands for Resources, Education, Advocacy, Communication Services, and Housing. So after, you know, when you are in special ed services, maybe throughout high school, um, after that, you know, there really wasn't programming or anything available for adults with disabilities. And um, we created this, um, well, I 
was not around, but the wonderful parents that started this, it was a parents' group, and it was a parent association here in Whittier, and wow. they started to advocate for their children who were not getting services, not only in the schools, but also after when they became adults and were graduating from high school. What do you do then, and what happens? And a lot of adults with disabilities want to be independent and want to live on their own and want to feel like they're included in society. And so our mission has been to create alternative for them and, and create an educational plan if they want to go to college, if they want to work, if they want to create art. Um, we have a wonderful program in the education department called um, Art Source, which um, I help and I support um, lovingly. Um, my experience with Reach, actually, I was on Greenleaf Avenue. Now our business is on Bright Avenue and Philadelphia on the corner there. But when I first started my business, I was on Greenleaf and I had an artist come in and he was interested in showing his work. And he's an he was he still is, but at that time he was an advocate for one of the clients of Reach. And he let me know that he was interested. And then a week later, he came back and I said, yeah, you know, we already got you on the list. You're, you're signed up. And he said, I would like, you know, our our um, our client to also sign up as well, too. Would he be able to? And I thought that was an amazing, amazing way for him to feel integrated into the community. And I, for myself, being a former educator, I thought it was amazing that he felt empowered to feel yeah. that he had a space and he was going to be welcomed into the community of artists. So wow. we started there. And then I became more involved in Jonathan and Daisy and Nicolette. Um, really, they were advocates um, for REACH. And they spearheaded this great program at REACH. And it's called The Art Source. And we will be in our fourth year of starting gallery nights. So we have this big event that happens on November 8th. It's a Thursday evening, and it'll be taking place at our second location, which is on um, Slauson Avenue. And it is um, the REACH building because we have two locations, one on San Fe Springs Road and one on Slauson Avenue. And the gallery nights will be happening there. And there'll be adults and children that'll be showcasing their artwork and selling their art. And we'll have food. And Colonia Publica, always um, they always donate food, which is wonderful. We always try to bridge businesses with our nonprofit. And I became a board of director recently, about three and a half years ago. And I've helped them not only with branding REACH, but also with bridging um, businesses to connect with REACH and let them know more about not only the community of adults and children with disabilities, but also how we can create platforms in our business to make others feel included yeah. and, and really work towards inclusion. And I mean, if you look at a lot of companies now, they are working towards that. I mean, there's yeah. federal funding for it. There's state funding to really create opportunities to have strong inclusion models in your workplace. Yeah. So we, we're really happy about doing that. And any businesses that are listening or would like to get involved, please reach out to me. Um, we really want to make our community of not only disability, people with disabilities, but all families feel welcomed. And um, you never know. You never know if your neighbor it has a disability. And that word sometimes becomes very negative and there's stigma behind it. Mm -hmm. So we like using a new word called diverse abilities because everyone has a diverse ability. Yeah. And this all started um, because they walked into your into your shop? Yeah, into It wasn't business. like a history where you were doing something with it before? They just, no. wow, that's that. And this happened, I mean, I was, I've was i been connected now with Reach. I've only been a board director for about almost four years. But I would say maybe about six, seven years ago, 
we started our connection. And um, just to share a little bit of my personal story, my son, who's four and a half, is on the spectrum, and he has autism. So I was connected with REACH before I found out about my son's diagnosis when he was two years old. So it's funny how life comes full circle for you. And I really, I mean, I'm really passionate about making sure that our communities understand that just because you have a quote unquote disability doesn't mean that you're not a functional individual in society and that you don't have a lot of ability to actually offer. You'd be surprised because my wife teaches um, special education and it's also, uh, it's middle school. And it's the same thing. It's, it's kids who have autism, and, and obviously uh, they need a little bit more attention. But you talk to these kids, and they're, like, bright. I mean, they're they're bright in the sense of maybe we can have a standard conversation like you and I are. But the stuff they talk about or the things they're writing about or the things they're, they're drawing or sketching about, it's just like, man, like, you know, like, how do you come up with these things? You know, it's like it's one of those things where, like, it, it, it's definitely they have a special talent. Absolutely. Um, and it's and it's good that there's an organization that could like kind of like the stuff you guys are doing that actually showcases or provides a platform for them to showcase what they're able to do. Absolutely. Because these kids, you go you go talk to them and you just give them a little bit of, of encouragement. I mean, they just they'll they'll take it and run. Um, so so I guess I guess what I'm saying is thank you for uh, for putting oh, into that because it's. Uh, it definitely takes a special person to be able to get involved, and really, it's having that that um, I don't want to say uh, the time, but also just patience. Mm-hmm. That patience with 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 the uh, kids or adults, because mm-hmm. um, that's all they need. Mm-hmm. They just need somebody to be there to be able to talk to and understand where they're coming from, mm-hmm. even though they don't know that they have these special talents. So. Absolutely. Um, and just like you had mentioned, and we had this discussion earlier about red and what our interpretation is, correct. you know, um, sometimes all you need is to give someone the, the opportunity to share their voice yeah. and share their opinion and share how they see things and how they see the world. And you can learn so much. And I think that's just the whole inclusion piece in general. And um, just in the society that we're in today and the climate of of what we're going through right now in our country, I think it's so important to just give people the opportunity to be who they are and show respect. And it might not be what you agree on, politics or lifestyle, but, you know, if we start being a little bit more human, I think that we can go really far. Yeah, That's true. I think we've we've lost that sense of being human, yeah? Absolutely. And I think when when we have events like Dia de los Muertos and this Los Muertos Fest, I feel so empowered, not only just by the cultural relevance of the event, but the empowerment of businesses here in Uptown Whittier. I mean, when we first started, I mean, a little bit of history of how we started Dia de los Muertos, I mean, and this might not be the best thing to say in the format right now, but we actually... When we started our Dia de los Muertos event, I had a big Dia de los Muertos altar in front of my window display. And I had these big windows in my first business um, on Greenleaf Avenue. And I came to work one morning, opening my door, and I noticed it was like some gunk on my door. And I thought, what is this? And I didn't notice right away until I went in and then I saw shells on the bottom of my storefront. And I had eggs thrown at my business. So it was my first kind of, wow, welcome to the neighborhood kind of thing, you know? And it it was reflective of when we moved from 
unincorporated Whittier as a high schooler. You know, my family moved more to the Friendly Hills area. And I had an engagement that happened, you know, growing up and felt very scared. And it was a, it was a racial um, experience that was negative. And I felt like, whoa, like you are not accepted in this community. And that was my initial experience that I felt as a business owner. And it wasn't positive, but we turned it around. And to see that growth in the 14 years that I've been here in business, to see the acceptance of Dia de los Muertos. And I could understand, you know, when you first see it, you see skulls and you think, oh, my gosh, that's scary. You yeah. know, oh, my goodness. <laughs> why are you putting skulls on your window display? That Is, is this a Halloween sale or right. starting early? <laughs> they were very confused. Yeah. So in that process, you know, we can all be ignorant about a lot of things. Ignorance yeah. is not a bad thing. It's the ability to move forward and to understand, wow, I learned something new about this. And that's where we see Casita del Pueblo, where we're opening the eyes of what maybe your perception was of Latino culture or of a certain cultural holiday to create that openness of like, wow, I learned something new. I learned something about why skulls are in your window, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? And so having that initial experience, I could have been just very angry and very upset. But what I looked at it is as an opportunity to create dialogue and openness in Whittier about not only cultural relevance, but of the acceptance of new businesses. And when you accept new businesses, things develop. And when we created Dia de los Muertos, it started just as a gallery show, a Dia de los Muertos art show in my business. And then the store was packed and it was flooding to the streets. So the second year we decided, okay, we'll do it in the store and use the green grass area. Third year, we used half the street. Fourth year, we moved it to Guerra and Gutierrez, and then we were exploding out of Guerra and Gutierrez parking lot yeah. and in their business. And then it just grew into one street, and now we're over 10 blocks. Yeah. And it's just grown, and the community here has accepted it. But businesses have flourished as well, too, because we get so many people that come out from different communities and get to recognize the Uptown District that never knew about the gem that we really have here, about all the wonderful businesses that are here. So I encourage all the businesses that are listening right now to, even if you're not open on Sunday, come check it out. Open your doors, stay open for a little bit, or come out and promote yourself. You know, tag, take a picture and tag yourself in there and tag your business on our page as well, too, or tag us, because we want businesses to feel empowered about this day. This is a great opportunity to showcase your business. And now that we've become bigger and larger, we've been able to do a billboard on the freeway. So we've tried different right. freeways and our billboard, if you know, you're know you traveling east on the 60 freeway before the 605 interchange, you'll be able to see the wonderful billboard. Yeah. And it's really awesome to see that it says Uptown Whittier there. Yeah, I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. And that's what... It's wonderful to know that this story that may have started with fear of skulls has now blossomed into a beautiful celebration and honoring Whittier and the greatness that's happening here in the Uptown District. So if that person that threw the egg is listening, take that. (laughs) (laughs) No, Jesse. (laughs) I did something with those eggs. (laughs) Or thank you, right? Thank you for doing that. It motivated me even more. Thank you very much. Hi, Rose Riesline here, owner of The Collab, Inc. 
We are located in the heart of Uptown, 6709 Greenleaf Avenue. Um, we're a collaborative co-working space, the first one here in Whittier. We have undedicated workspace, private cubicles, conference room, and private offices coming soon. Um, we also will be hosting networking events and business development workshops. So we're super excited to have our professionals and entrepreneurs come in here and co-work. The underscore collab underscore Inc. for Instagram. And then on Facebook, we are The Collab Inc. You can find out what we're all about and see our schedule of events at thecollabinc.com. You can also learn about our membership prices, fee structures, daily rates, and event space rates. We are a two-minute walk from our parking structure on Bright Avenue. Come sit with us. Aside from having your, your storefront there, you also have uh, another business that also promotes uh, events. Um, you want to talk about a little bit about, about what that is and then what, what events are you promoting? Well, thank you. Um, we also have the ability to do consulting. We um, Corazon Productions, which is part of Casita del Pueblo, is um, a business that really kind of started from, you know, just the creativity of doing our art shows and other cities and other businesses and um, organizations really loved what we were doing in our store and then starting to blossom out into the Uptown District and wanted to borrow our our craft, I guess, and what we do with bringing community together to celebrate and to and to basically like encourage business development or highlight what's going on beautifully in the city. So I've worked with wonderful cities um, and they've um, basically either used, utilized us as consulting services or we've created events and we've done really well with that. And um, we've done Latino events. We've done non-Latino events. Um, we've helped some businesses like just get some art in their businesses as well, too. So we've done consulting with that as well. And we've bridged artists to connect with also other businesses, corporate or commercial businesses, to create art pieces or logos or different types of um, media and marketing that can help them. So that's been really great. Um, we've had we've been very blessed, and we've worked with companies like AEG. Um, we've worked also with cities like uh, City of Santa Fe Springs and Rosemead, City of San Gabriel, um, Compton. And we've also worked with uh, different areas and places in Los Angeles area, and even the San Francisco and Bay Area. Oh, you're yeah. you're all over the map. Uh, we, I, yeah, we, I guess tell us what don't you do. <laughs> and, and you said you have um, five children? Yeah. I have five children, wow. yes. We have one dog and we can't figure out our <laughs> You know what? I have a very good home-based team. I, I really do want to give a shout-out to my partner. He is definitely, like, my right hand. He was measuring streets earlier. You know, we're trying to make sure that everyone's comfortable with the cars and the vendors being here. And he's very hands-on with our kids. And we have them involved in everything as well, too. So they are active with dance or with sports and we definitely have a really good support system my family and his family really help us out a lot as well too and we think it's very important our kids are very much involved in the family business they come out and you'll see them working on the other los muertos not the little ones but you know not yet old, not yet but the four they're and a half year old you said the four and a half year old you know you'll see him sometimes on my instagram he'll come into the store and he'll he'll help mommy now that he's in tk um he's and we are pushing you know he's in a full inclusion class and general ed class you know with obviously 
getting resources still with special ed, but he's definitely a talker now. His communication skills have gotten a lot better. We've done a lot of therapy with him. So it's been very useful to, to be at home. And, and the home that I'm talking about is Casita del Pueblo as yeah. well, too. Like he's, he's really a part of it now. And customers will see him and they'll be like, wow, we can't imagine. Like when he was a baby and when he was little, when he was barely starting to talk he was so afraid to like talk or engage with customers or with customers have really become our family now here in Whittier and I do want to give like a big shout out to them and thanking for the ultimate and beautiful love and support that they've given not only me as a woman business owner here in Whittier but to my family because um, they've been through it all with me (laughs) you know I'm very vocal and you know I'm definitely an open book when it comes to, you know, the struggles of juggling it all as a woman and, you know, the social and cultural pressures of like, you know, hey, you're Latina, you're not there for your kids 24-7, you know, and and there, it's a fine balance, you know, and it really does take a village. And I've had a lot of customers that have become like family and friends that support so much and encourage me and uplift me to, to keep doing what I'm doing. And, um, I am really happy that we have such a beautiful community here in Whittier that does that. So we have a question from the Instagram, and I think it does relate to, you know, how you're discussing about family, Casita del Pueblo, and it takes a village, right? Um, But We Are Whittier wanted to hear a little bit more about the article for the National Geographic magazine. Which, you know, you can definitely say that that talks about community in Whittier. Yes, we are very proud of that. We are really excited. Um, I didn't even mention that. Gosh. Yeah, National here. Wow. (laughs) I didn't even brag when I had the time to brag. (laughs) (laughs) It was a wonderful, wonderful connection that we had. Um, National Geographic did an article on um, how Latinos are shaping America. And it came out um, in this July 2018 article. And it was wonderful to see how much they focused on the positive of Latinos in America. And Casita del Pueblo and myself were featured in the article. We were so excited with a lot of other wonderful um, people that are doing great things in Whittier as well, too. And they featured Whittier College as well. And just to have us on the map, like that's mm-hmm. National Geographic. Like, And that wasn't just an online article. Not to say anything's wrong with online reading, but that was actually print. And that took a lot of... Um, not only risk, I want to say, for the writers and the photographers that were doing the piece and for National Geographic actually to focus on us. I mean, that that was great that they did that. And it was really wonderful and empowering and definitely great for Whittier. And we were on the map with National Geographic. And they focused also not only on Casita del Pueblo business, but the event that we do here in Uptown Whittier and how the event draws so many people and how it first started and how it was maybe negatively seen, but now how it's grown to something very positive that's happening here in Whittier. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Great, great, that's great. awesome. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. That's and so if you guys awesome. haven't read the article, it's a wonderful article. And the writer, he's actually formerly from Whittier. So well, you guys should definitely support and right, read it. And it was wonderful. Now we're going to track, track him down to bring him on the podcast. Oh, you should. Amazing, amazing writer. Very cool. Very cool. Before that, I was going to ask you – Based on uh, your five kids, are any of them, like, gravitating towards art like you are? You know what? They're very creative. They're they're all very creative in their own way. But, you know, my mom's always told me, you know, you have five fingers on your hand, and all your fingers are different. Mm-hmm. They don't look the same. They don't function the same, you know, but all for the same purpose, you know, to get something done. And, you know, your hand is very functional, right? Yeah. And you need it all. 
and they all are so different. <laughs> but it's great. It's fun in my house. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's never a dull moment. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, they all have something creative. My daughter, who is actually attending her first year at UCLA, Go Bruins. Wow. Um, she's doing wonderfully, and we're so very proud of her. But she's always been the academic athlete. You know, she's been a science athlete. She's always been on the science track. And then all of a sudden, you know, after all her APs and all her honors classes, she realizes, like, oh, shoot, I got to take art. I got to graduate high school. I got to, you know, I got to fulfill this art requirement. And she took an art class, actually, through Rio Hondo. And she did so well. I mean, she created these wonderful art pieces. And I was like... Where did this all come from? Yeah, you could have been selling art. It wasn't stick art. figures like Muhammad. Oh, no. <laughs> it was far from that. I mean, just the multiple, like, elements of art that she – I mean, she did so many different subject matters and uh, attacked so many different mediums. And it was wonderful because she actually took a really cool art class through Rio Hondo. And um, they did these wonderful – I don't even know, and I should know this, but I believe that it, they were like clay, but they were movable clay. Mm -hmm. And she created this little mini Frida, and we have it in the store, and I have it up on a shelf where I have my personal pictures and just you know Your right there my little friend. my little personal knickknacks that I have and pictures of my kids, and I have her little Frida there. And I get so many customers ask me how much for that piece, yeah. how much for that piece. I'm like, oh no no no, this is there, my. There's a lock on it. And yeah, <laughs> I cannot sell this piece, but she you know she's into the sciences in her. Her studies will be on – she's going into stem cell research and neurology as well too. So wow. her, her inspiration was her brother and, you know, she wants to learn more research and go into research about autism. So neurodevelopment is her, her, her focus. But I'm so proud of her that she's creative. And then my second child is a dancer and a performing artist. So she's more – the artists and um, she dances and and competes and dances at a high school and she's on varsity team go go Maya and she's just super super creative and she does acting and then my all my other little ones they're of well, you got to say all their names and give them all shout outs okay well Mitsili <laughs> Maya Monet Marley and Joaquin I love you all you're all great. Yeah, but they're wonderful. They're wonderful. And Joaquin, you know, he, my little guy, he's, he loves the Dodgers. So anything sports related, he's into, but baseball is his love. So he will definitely be rooting for the Dodgers as we go and That's right. take it to the World Series. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. You know, the reason why I'm asking is because um, obviously with, 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 uh, with having your kids being involved and essentially shadowing you, throughout life and in this case in your business mm -hmm. they're gonna pick up something mm -hmm. and i'm trying to figure out what that something is obviously eventually you'll figure it out right or you already know but but it, it's and i say that because i i've been noticing that with my kids like as much as i want them to kind of steer away from what i do just not because i don't enjoy what i do but i want them to be something other than what I'm doing, mm -hmm. right? To be able to have a conversation. It doesn't pay well. Or <laughs> of, no, just to be able to have a conversation of something other than what I do, yeah. you know? Um, it just seems that they're just somehow, they're like gravitating back to what, what I'm doing, mm -hmm. you know? And um, and so anyways, again, it, it's good. I, I love it. But at the same time, as a parent, I'm like, ah, you know, I want you to do something. Like, I want you to be you, you know? I want you to become you and be yourself. I only have two. So you talk about five. I mean, you're right. That's five different characters or attitudes or ideas or, or you know, styles, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Ways you communicate with them. Like, so I could see how all that could come together. Uh, um, and again, I think you you're, you're uh, you have that diverse uh, 
community. Thank <laughs> at you. Home, so, so and you know what? It's always cool. great when they. I mean, I have um, my two of my daughters, Monet and Marley. They're like Irish twins, and they're always seen as like twins, you oh, know, really? because they're mm-hmm. eleven months apart. I mean, yeah. they sh- they're the same age. It's so funny. I know people are probably like, "What?" <laughs> um, they share the same. They are the same age for ten days, actually. Yeah. So I got yeah right away. You know, I wanted another one, but we were going for the boy, and I was told this. You know, this little myth, this yeah. Mexican myth that That's if you right. right away, it's going to happen and you're going to have a boy. No, false. Don't listen to Good. your old tias. Yes, <laughs> don't listen to those old tias that have those myths. It does not happen. Well, at least in my, not my So if you eat an experience. onion on the full moon with yeah. one foot up, it doesn't work. I don't think so. But, you I know, mean. it's all it, – it sometimes, you know, it yeah. sometimes works. You never know. So for us, we had two girls back to back and they look like twins. So many people – we have them in so many activities together because it's just so much easier right but they are so different and you know they're the ones they're the two actually that tell me mommy we're gonna take over casita del pueblo we're gonna do this and you know i i tell them the same thing that you shared you know i want you to do something different you know not that i think casita is bad or owning your own business is bad but i think that okay if you're gonna take casita i want you to take casita to the next level I want it to be a part of you, not me and what I created. I want you to develop it into something different. And I think that's what's great about technology now with the youth. And, I mean, th- my four-and-a-half-year-old, can mm-hmm. he's so techie savvy. Like, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what did you do to my phone? And then he goes in and he breaks the code and he gets in and he can fix my phone when it freezes. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, wow, you guys have so much potential. And there's so many creative jobs now available for the youth. And I, I want to encourage that as well too and I think that's what we do with Casita del Pueblo especially with artists you know you don't have to sell that one painting you can diversify and sell so many different things and create your own business out of art same thing with the youth nowadays you know if you want to get into communications there's so many different ways that you can communicate now going back to your store is there one piece other than this little um, that that your daughter did yeah. Is there anything in there that you say, man, like this is the number one piece that people come and ask for or or you just continue to put on the shelf because it's just flying off, flying off the shelves? Well, Frida Kahlo is definitely everybody loves Frida. So anything with Frida images is really popular. So many people love Frida Kahlo. And, yeah. you know, she was not only a wonderful surrealist artist. I mean, she was definitely has been seen as strength for women, you know, throughout, you know, ethnic groups, not just Latina women, but she was definitely a survivor of pain and how she turned that pain into positivity into her art and into her work. So I think a lot of women and myself being in a retail business, you know, women come more into my business. That's more my clientele. They can relate to that story. Mm-hmm. They can relate to that artist. So a lot of her images and art or anything you know that has her image on it um, is definitely something that's a hot hot item in Casita del Pueblo. We also have a lot of items like the concha as I was saying you know it's that's so Remo. Remo's gonna go buy like 10 of them <laughs> And we have it. It's so great. googling what a concha is. 
what's coming up doesn't look good. So it's it's definitely something like nostalgic, you know, yeah. because you think back growing up and having like the abuelita chocolate with your yeah. concha or your milk uh-huh. and your chocolate um, concha there. Um, and people really love that. So I think that that speaks to a lot of people and people can relate to it. Um, we also have great inspirational shirts as well, too. You know, chingona is a big word right now. I don't know if I can say that on air, but yeah, like, you know, it's very poderosa. It's very like strong. You know, I'm not going to take anybody's, you know, BS or nonsense. Yes, it is. Thank you for saying that. You said it, not me. (laughs) So, yes, very badass. And we have, I think now with the movement of, you know, we've always had inspirational and empowering quotes and and we've always tried to be a business that empowers community at all levels, youth, women, men, culture. But definitely we're in a trend right now, I think, across all retail businesses where women want to feel uplifted and women are taking ownership. There are a lot of women-owned businesses. So we have a lot of chingona shirts and we have a lot of chingona apparel and different uh, accessories where people love that as well, too. And I think that's what's great about our business and why our business has been able to be sustainable and and not only here in Whittier, but we have an online store. So we're shipping out to Connecticut. We're shipping out to Florida in New York where you don't have businesses like our store where there are other Latinas and there are other women that want to feel empowered and so we have like even mugs that say soy chingona you know and um, we definitely want to make sure that the product is out there and so we develop some of our product and then we also have artists that create and designers that create this and I'm very proud of it. You know, 80% of our store is Southern California artists and designers, and 20% is international artists because we feel it's important to still always encourage the international artists as well, too. And out of that 100%, you know, definitely we have about close to 90% of them are women-owned individual independent artists and designers. So we're really excited about that because even in the art culture and world, you have a lot of um, artists. It's male-dominated still. So it's very difficult for women to come out and really make a career out of art. Like if you look at all the big names or big galleries, you see more men and more male artists. So our store, I'm really proud of that, that we're able to create a platform for women artists. Is there, before we get to the Whittier questions, one last question I have. Is there something in your store that sells really well that you don't know why? Why would someone buy it? I know everything is great and all that, but, you know, yeah, you might have you know, something that... surprised. We have these pins, um, like the Bart Simpson pins, <laughs> that sell. I mean, but Latinos love the Simpsons. Yeah, uh, so yeah. that sells really well. We have this other pin, same, same designer. She does a Bubba Fett Tapatio. So, you know, like our Star Wars fans uh, that are uh-huh. out there, we have a lot of Star Wars-influenced items and our Star Wars items uh, do really well, too. Uh, I'm sure that's really rare that's, to find because uh, where else would you go get Star Wars and with this theme together? Yeah. I mean, well, you have a lot of Latinos that love Star Wars. See, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, too. You know, uh, so there's so much misconception like, oh, it's only like Mexican stuff I'm going to find in there or Latino stuff. And it's like, no, you're, you're going to find some really Bart cool. Simpson. <laughs> yeah, you're going to find some really cool art stuff, yeah. you know, that's in here because Latinos that are artists are not only making Latino art influence things they are making things that they love they like too so we want to support artists in general and latino artists don't there's that's a misconception they just don't do latino art they're doing other things too 
Okay. Well, we have a, a couple of woodier questions for you. These tend to be the hardest questions of, of the whole day. So the, the first one, if there's something that was missing in the city or is missing in the city of Whittier that you would like to see here, what would that be? Oh, well, I definitely um, think that we need more cultural events, more art, more music. Um, I think that it, it's sad that they get just put into, like, you know, stores or into businesses, like, you're having maybe a musician at your business, you know, but it has to go through a permit and go through all this process. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like we should have music, live music in the streets. We should be having more concerts, mm-hmm. more cultural relevant. And it doesn't have to be only Latino cultural events. Yeah. I think we should have like an Asian Pacific Islander mm-hmm. day in the summer. Yes. You know, we should have more of that because it's not only just for our Whittier community to bring awareness of different cultures, but it's also for the neighboring communities mm-hmm. that come out. I get so many people that visit Casita del Pueblo from Long Beach. And Long Beach, I feel, is so great in doing so many different themed events. And I know the conversation with businesses have been like we have too many events well you don't have to have it all happen in uptown whittier correct but i think it's great in uptown whittier i mean i think it's a focal point i mean i think we're a great destination point Mm -hmm. and events do that from a marketing standpoint i mean we should really be utilizing producers and different event organizers Mm -hmm. to come in because whittier is hot i mean we were national geographic i mean why aren't people listening like people are looking and paying attention to whittier we have wonderful restaurants we have wonderful bars we have a nightlife now happening thank goodness you know there are great things happening in Whittier so I think that will attract also developers if you start really paying attention to the trends that are going on and it's not trend like we have to copy everyone I mean just as a city I mean and I love our city and I love the leadership that's going on there but I think that we need to speed it up a little bit and get more up to date on development and thinking outside of the box and being more creative with opportunities that are just right around us. And I mean, we have so many creative people that are here in Whittier and so many contacts where people can bring in different great bands. I mean, the Eagle Rock Music Festival that just happened, you know, that was awesome. People paid and people went and it was great. And there were so many wonderful things that happened there. You know, people from all over, people come from San Bernardino, people come from San Diego, Ventura counties to come to these music festivals. So that's just something that I think would help. Um, I think that we definitely need to be more of a city that's open to creative new ideas to bring more business traffic to this area. So, so are, are we going to put you on the va- ballot so we can uh, serve voting? And- you want me to wear one <laughs> other hat? <laughs> Might as no, well. You're I'll support. Kid I'll is support. off to college, right? Yeah. So you, yeah. I still got to pay for that college. <laughs> I got to utilize all my time for making money. Yeah. But I think it's really important, though, that we really support and endorse new visions yeah. and um, development that's happening here in Whittier, especially uptown Whittier. So you mentioned the restaurants and, and the bars. What are your some of your go-to spots oh my when God, it comes so to many. food? I am like a foodie. I love food. I'm just so excited about all the restaurants that are here. I mean, I love 
I, I mean, I love everything. I mean, I'm really not impartial to one or the other. I mean, I even love when the Knotted Apron does their food events. Oh, my gosh, that's great. I mean, how creative is that? Like, mm-hmm. I really support George and what he's doing. And by the way, I've had many events at the Knotted Apron. I just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Such a great venue. And you don't have to go with this traditional hall or this venue, which the halls are great, too. But it's a wonderful it's venue to have an event. And he does great catering as well, too. But the restaurants that are great, I mean... Flight is just my personal, like, I love it. I've always, we started and we opened our businesses together within two or three months. So I feel like always, like, they're our sister and brother team. Like, we always have been supporting each other and it's been great. But that's how it's been with a lot of restaurants. I mean, I I always promote Colonia Pública, Visara Capital, the chicken coop, and off the hook. Oh my gosh. Like, just those are hidden, hidden gems. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, we need to cross market more and support each other. I get so many people that come and visit us on the weekends. And by the way, for all you businesses that are out there in retail businesses that are not open on Sunday, you are missing out because we get so many people that come here on Sunday. And so many people ask, where can I go and eat? Like, can you recommend something? I'm like, okay, here you go. Bring out your phone. Let's see what you like. But these are my favorites. And I love everything. I mean, Mimo's Cafe has always been like our family restaurant because as you know, I have five kids. So I would be right across from them when I first started my business for the first seven years. And Mimos would always come to me. They would deliver. It, it was great. My kids, even now, even my one in college, she was working the summer at the store and she'd be like, Mom, can I order Mimos? Mom, can I? You know, it's just this nostalgic thing since they were little. I don't know if little. they delivered to, to Brentwood, right? Or no, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe Uber Eats. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they can go out there. It's an there. expensive breakfast burrito. <laughs> but Mr. Sandwich is great as well, too. They've been there forever, and I'm glad that they've extended their hours. That's great yeah. for me as well, too. My mom loves their specials, their lunch specials, and they have a budget special. I mean, I can go on and on, but I really think that it's great. I do want to give a shout-out to Greenleaf Cafe, though. Um, when I first... As I mentioned before, I grew up here in Whittier, and my first job was at Mason's Bakery. If you guys remember, I used to live in Whittier. It's where Coffee Bean – it used to be where Coffee Bean's at now. And um, Greenleaf Cafe was known as the deli. It was just a sandwich shop. So when I was in high school, I grew up knowing the owners, and every – then they – like expanded to a restaurant and we would go every Sunday after church to go and support them and so my family we've always been taught to support local and to be proud of where you come from and so it's been great knowing them Ramiro and his family and how that business has grown so they're always packed it's a great breakfast especially after uh, church on Sunday oh yes you have to wait (laughs) but but they they pop out people pretty quickly they do they have great customer service I mean they are fast, fast so they're really great and and the 6740 has been like the local, I feel like, gem that's been here forever. And uh, they've done a great job in welcoming, you know, everybody. It's like the cheers, I feel, yeah. of Whittier. And I've, you know, I can go on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad Monarca's here. I'm so happy that they are here. Yeah. And they're new and they've been here for a few years. But um, they're expanding and doing great as well. Nice, nice. 
So we added a third question to to our Whittier questions. Oh yeah, I was wondering if you were going to do that. Okay, so Especially yeah, this for is for you that you've been here forever, right? Oh my yeah, goodness. this is you going to do trivia. No, 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 no Whittier no. trivia. Oh no, yes, we're <laughs> gonna, <laughs> I might not know this. Where was the Carnegie Library that was demolished in 1967? No, I'm just kidding. Actually, it was at Crepes and Grapes. But yes. um, no, this new question is you know since you've grown up in Whittier, what's something from Whittier and your past, Yolanda? You know, um, your past growing up in Whittier that you miss. And wish would come back. Wow. Let me see. The deli. The bakery. Oh, the deli, <laughs> yes. Um, but they're still here. I mean, yeah. they're great. They have their great sandwiches still. Um, oh, my gosh. That is a tough question. Because everything has been developing really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, like someone said, Skateland. Oh, my before. gosh, yes. Oh, you but used then to like, I used to love Skateland. Nice. Yes. I loved it there. I got into trouble there, though, too. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a lot of people got in yeah, trouble. I think we were not supposed and to be doing things there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I, I really miss, you know, the old festivals that used to happen in the summer. You know, like the mm-hmm. two-day festivals. Like, I felt that that was, like, a great summer kind of party. Like, when you were younger, you know, you'd come out and you'd see all your friends and get to know, get to see everybody. I know that some... Um, some of my generation, they say, like, I, that's what I love about your Dia de los Muertos festival because it reminds me of that, mm-hmm. you know, where you get to see everybody from high school and now their kids and people really come out. Um, but, yeah, that's, I mean, it, it's crazy. I'm trying to remember kind of some of the things, you know, from Whittier. But I really feel that we need to bring back, like, a lot of, like, those cool things that kept people here. You know, yeah. you don't, I mean, it's wonderful that we have downtown L.A. developing the way that it is. And, you know, a lot of people would go to Pasadena, but we have so many wonderful things here. And I just hope and wish that we could really stay on that path of development and really encourage people to stay here locally and do more fun things here locally. I think that we need we need something for the youth as well, too. I think that that's important. Like mentioning Skateland, you know, a roller rink would be awesome. Like, I mean, that would be great to bring Mm -hmm. something like that back and and really make it fun for the youth here. I don't really think that we market that very well. Yeah. So definitely. Cool. So the answer was Skateland? Skateland. <laughs> yes. Skateland, a place for the youth to congregate. Yeah, we get that answer a lot. Yeah, skate no, Skateland was great. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Yolanda, is there anything else you want to promote or talk about in terms of what's coming up with um with your store or your events or Well definitely if you would love I mean I really want to encourage everyone. Um, I hope that you learned not only a little bit about myself, but that you learned about the beautiful, wonderful activities that can happen here in Whittier and the restaurants you can visit. But I think that it's important to come out to Dia de los Muertos this Sunday and to come out to the Los Muertos Uptown Art and Music Festival, um, not only to support the event, but to also support the businesses that are here. Support Reach. Reach is definitely benefiting from this event. And we are we have a booth available at the Greengrass area where we'll be doing face painting and selling some of the artwork from the individuals um, with diverse abilities and um, if you support them that would be really great and empowering and, and just listen you know sometimes our artists that are clients there reach just want someone to talk to about their art and that's really nice and wonderful as well too we'll be um 
making, um, we'll be not only selling the artwork, but we will also be doing the face painting. And then we will also be selling balloons as well, too, um, that will be benefiting Reach as well. So if you want to get a balloon with a calavera on it, that would be great, too. And definitely come out and support, you know, the local bands and the local dancers that will be there as well, too. We have a surprise happening about 1 o'clock, 12.45 on the stage. I can't say it, but there is a surprise coming out on the stage. It's really cool. Never happened happened before for our event and we're really excited about it and um, yeah we just really hope that you can come out um, visit Casita del Pueblo we're open seven days a week if you're an artist that really wants to showcase their art or doesn't know where to begin um, we are open and available for you to start your business and and really get out there and promote you and showcase you and give you the opportunity and platform to sell your art very cool very cool and so the event this Sunday is um, obviously October the 14th and it's from 10 to 6 and um, you want to give us your physical address? Uh, for sure. Those that are- yeah, it's 13100 Philadelphia Street. It's on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright, right across the street from the metered parking lot. So if you're here seven days a week, you can find easy parking right across the street from our business. And we're kitty corner from the uh, Chase Park, the Chase Bank as well, too. And, and just to let everybody know, too, I know parking is always crazy for the event because we do attract thousands of people at the event. But we will have the parking structure that's on Bright Avenue open from 9 a.m. to, I believe, 8 p.m. So if you're doing a little bit of shopping or dining or drinking later on after the event, make sure to get your car out of the parking structure before eight <laughs> and then we also have the um corner lot on um comstock and bailey that will be available for parking we also have the parking lot behind um la pescadora behind mimo's cafe and behind the theater that will be all free parking available and then we have the side streets available too but please be kind to your neighbors and businesses and don't double park in parking driveways or parking private parking lots please yes. <laughs> that is a nice please be nice to all of our businesses here yeah yeah well yolanda thank you for coming on well thank you for having uh, me guys this is great yeah well we'll have to we'll have to bring you back once you start showcasing or start your showcase art showcase yeah art gallery showcase. of course we have a really cool um christmas show too it's a really nice show and it's a it's always the weekend of Sonata, so you can come in, have some pan dulce, some champurrado, and um, it's all free, you know, and we love for the community to come in and see our wonderful ornaments. We have great trees with great ornaments, and when you shop with us that weekend during Sonata, you get a free ornament. So oh, nice. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool, cool. Again, thank you. And, thank you so uh, much. We'll see you soon, Whittier. Bye-bye. Bye.